Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. A special episode of Why Won't You Date Me, the podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how how I'm still single, even though if you put mustard on your penis, I would suck it right off, even though I hate mustard. Yuck, woof, mustard on a hot dog or a hamburger ruins it. Even if you wash the meat, it still tastes like mustard. So, okay, this is a special bonus episode brought to you by Netflix's newest movie, Always Be My Maybe. And my guest today, oh, what a dang treat. I met her while we were working on a show on MTV called Ladylike. She also hosts a show in L.A. at Genghis Cohen. It's a Chinese food restaurant, and they've got a little side place where they put shows up. It's a really wonderful show. It's on Tuesdays. It's called The Greta and Blair Show, and it's one of my favorite places in L.A. to work out new material. So if you go to the show, you might see me, but if you don't see me, you're going to see other amazing comedians and Blair's Did I say your last name right? Uh, Saki. Close. Fuck. It's close, though. I always mispronounce very good friends' names. None of my friends know how to pronounce my name. I also don't correct people. I really don't care. (laughs) It's like I couldn't be less bothered by it. Fair. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) Why don't you care? Because what is, it's not a big, everyone, it's not like they're trying to mispronounce it. No. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. So it's Blair Saki? Saki, like the drink, yeah. That's, but it's spelled 
I know. That's another reason. It's like everyone else is more correct phonetically. (laughs) But like my great grandfather, when he came over, I guess he tried to make it sound more American. Uh huh. But I was like, weren't the Japanese being just as persecuted? Wait, you're Japanese? No, I'm Italian. (laughs) But it should be Sochi, you know? But doesn't Saki sound Japanese? But maybe he was trying to pull a fast one on people. He's like, I'm a white man with a Japanese sounding last name. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't, I can't tell, I couldn't tell you. Fair, Blair. Yeah. Here's a question. Okay. Are you single? I'm single, yeah, right now. How long? Have you been single? I've been single maybe eight or nine months. Really? Yeah. Oh, is this by choice or is this because you can't find anyone who you match with? Uh, Well, like the last dude I broke up with, you met him. Um, he's We were on and off for like eight years. He was like my first love. And we got back together when I moved back to L.A. And, uh-huh. and like, it was kind of, like, the last hurrah. We were, like, together a year, but again, a year. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, d- we decided both together that we weren't going to spend the rest of our lives together. Oh. What um, is that conversation like, and how did it start? I mean, we just fought a lot because we had different—we were too different. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, too different. We wanted different things, even though we loved each other. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely the right— Choice, but it ended like I couldn't do it. I can never break up with people. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "We gotta end this." And then we didn't talk for a few days. And then I was like, "Oh yeah." And then I was like, relieved. Uh huh. And it, then we like talked once, and then we ended it. And we like don't talk now. But it was like, oh. but it was very amicable ending. So after being on and off for eight years, is it weird to know? That you probably won't get back together with this person and you're not going to speak anymore? No, it's not weird for me because I fully believe in the no contact. Oh. I'm hardcore about that stuff. Like, we also agreed, pre-agreed to block each other when we broke up. So, and I mean this sincerely, I haven't seen one thing of him on anything online since we broke up. Wow. Yeah. You're that wow. That you're very strong-willed. I am. Yeah, but I it's because I'm super sensitive, so I have to uh-huh. protect myself. And like now if I saw something about him, it wouldn't bother me, but mm-hmm. like you know, when you for like we're not meant to break up with someone who you're totally <laughs> trying to detach from in like a cellular level and like see their shit every day like what they're they're going to the grocery store, you know. You are fully correct. Yeah. But I, when I stop seeing someone that I really like, I want to know what they're doing, which doesn't, it's just, I'm just hurting myself. Right, it's, it's truly is like cutting. It's yeah. Because like, it, 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 it's like, ah, because you miss the person so much, you mm-hmm. know, when you're like trying to get everything to re-acclimate uh, to mm-hmm. being by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you on the dating apps? I am, yes. Which, which one? Which is so funny. So I was on uh, Bumble, Tinder, mm-hmm. Raya. I never set up my Raya because I decided I don't want to date a celebrity or an artist. Oh, I'll tell you something. There are no celebrities on Raya. They're all just DJs from Australia. Yeah, exactly. I don't, and I don't or want that. influencers. Oh, yeah, I don't want, I and that was another thing, like, my ex-boyfriend was like, He had, like, kind of a big Instagram, and he was obsessed Mm -hmm. with it. And I was like, yeah, I don't—that's not something I'm looking for in, like, a husband and father. (laughs) 
who's like obsessed with his fucking likes on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so the one, and then Bumble, for whatever reason, I didn't have like much traction. Okay. And I mean, I guess I wasn't super active on it, but Tinder is the one I like. Okay. I what about you? Find the people on Tinder to be overly aggressive. That's what I like because I don't want to do the work. Well, I mean, aggressive in a way where I had one person who was like, uh, we matched and then nobody said anything. And then they said something. I can't remember what it was. It was just like, let me take you out. And I said, nothing. And then a couple days later, they're like, why don't you start a podcast called Why Don't You Answer People? And I was like, oh, my uh, God. Wow. Oh, my God. Nicole, I... It that uh, I had this guy fucking rage text me really because like you know and that thing they're like you're so ugly and on town like all this shit because I he had in his profile I don't smile much uh-huh. and so I like asked him I was like why don't you smile much mm-hmm. and then he was like it's just a dumb profile like and <laughs> his reaction was so gnarly to just a question. Good Lord. That is truly wild to be like, I don't smile much and then expect somebody to not ask you about this weird thing you said on your profile. Yeah, especially when you only say like, I don't know, maybe less than 100 words or Uh 50 words or something. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then so he sent me 30 texts. 30 texts? Yeah, and I... Even I blocked his number and they somehow were coming through, but I just didn't answer. But he, he was like, you're a fucking dumb cunt. Like, you're Whoa. so ugly. All this shit. Wait, did you block him on Tinder or did you block him on your, did you exchange numbers? We had exchanged numbers, which I did. He asked very quickly and I probably, mm. like, I, didn't, I don't actually have that much. I'm just kind of starting it because I thought I would never be an app person. Uh-huh. But I'm, um, tr- I'm gone clean from dating comics. I mean, dating comics is hard, I think, especially because you've, you, the last couple people you've dated the were comedians? The last two long-term relationships mm-hmm. were comics. So, like, the one, the one that that you were dating when I met you, you guys had been dating for a while. Mm-hmm. You guys were kind of, you kind of started off in the same place, mm-hmm. and then you got a TV show, and they mm-hmm. didn't. Do you think that affected your relationship in a negative or positive way? God, I don't know because I'm always so, like, naive to that type of stuff. Like, and I also, like, don't really take in, like, I I don't think I was like, wow, I'm a big fucking deal in any Mm -hmm. point. So I don't think I really was, but, like. People said after that that might have been a thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I don't. I didn't feel competitive with him, and I didn't feel that he was competitive with me really either. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, I don't even know how I would date a comedian. I just. I feel I, like you'd be good with a comic. I feel like a lot of male comics are just like, <laughs> you're a pretty funny and I'm like okay uh, you could just compliment me I do you remember there was a comic uh, who I was in New York for a while we were shooting Ladylike yeah I thought he was really really cute and I was like Blair fuck it put in a good word for me and I want to tell you I want to read to you I don't know if I ever showed you what he said so here's no I think you did 
I, I did? I remember now. Okay, well, I'm just going to read it. Okay, so he said, flattered that you had Blair reach out. I've been hooking up with someone for a while, but I think you're very pretty and very funny. And I said, no worries. I don't know the stand-up boys well here, so I'm making Blair be my pimp. <laughs> and he said, I'm not mad at that. She's got to use that voice for something. Oh, my God. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> um, um, but I do appreciate you, you know, just reaching out. And now I think they're getting married. Oh, my God. I Is think. that, was that, I think he met her after that. <gasps> I mean, he was always hooking up with people. He is a pretty boy. Oh, boy. I hope his ears are fucking burning. Oh, my God. Nicole, you'd be so proud of me. The other day, I, I, I like, fully sexually propositioned someone <gasps> for the first time in my life. And how did it go? Bad. He said... <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It was funny because, I mean, he's tried to hook up with me so many times over the mm -hmm. years. And I saw him and he was like intensely flirting with me. Ooh. And so then I was just like, whatever. But it was good because it was like a mark in confidence for me. And he had a reason why. Uh, but. How did you hit on him? What did you say? I literally said, oh, no, I'm afraid. Well, no one tell my mom this if you know her. <laughs> Um, I was just like, do you want to fuck? Yes. And then he said, I was drunk. I was wasted. But mm -hmm. I've never done anything like that in my entire life, ever. I mean, I personally think, you know, people should just put it out there. If that's what you're looking for, you know, say it. And then if someone goes, no, thank you, that's, you got to back off. I wrote back. I wrote back. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that. I I think that's perfect. But also, I was like, I didn't know that men turned down sex. Like, I Girl, had never heard that before. I, it's happened. So, in I was in North Carolina, and this dude, uh, he was like, I'll be your boyfriend for the weekend. I was like, great, I will fuck you. And then he never fucking followed up. And I was like, I said it. I said I would do it. No strings attached. I go back to L.A. You continue living in North Carolina. And I truly couldn't believe it. And then, um, so I did a bonus episode of my podcast for this other company. And in the audience, it was a lot of episodes. So in the audience, I look no. out. There's a man I used to fuck just staring at me, grinning. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And it might get cut out of the episode because it has to be like a little PG-13-ish. But I was so shook and I was like, hi, how are you? He was like, good. And I said, so why why didn't we date? And he was like, uh, you moved to L.A., you were doing UCB stuff. And I was like, way to like follow my career. And then uh, I was like, we had sex. We fucked like uh, like twice. He was like, three times. And that pussy's great. And I was like, okay. This is in front of a bunch of people. That is... <laughs> Isn't that stuff? I mean, I can't even imagine what that's like for you. Cause like that happens to me on like a small scale. Like some, like just, you know, when I'm on Tinder in, uh -huh. and I live in Los Feliz and I set it to one mile. Yep. And so like most of, I feel like it turns out like all these Los Feliz people like, like arts uh -huh. the cult, and like they watch go to stand comedy up. shows yeah and yeah. so they're always say, I can't even imagine what it's like when you're like around the country and people are like I is that just so weird where they, it's like they know you but it you don't know that was very bizarre well him I actually did know well yeah but like I hadn't seen him in like 10 years uh it was fully 
like an outer body experience. I could not believe it was happening because it was a it was a corporate thing. So I didn't tweet or like Instagram that I was going to be at this location doing a live episode of my podcast. That meant he I don't know how he found out. And I didn't know how to be like, are how closely are you following me? Like, what is and then we exchanged numbers and I said, I'm having dinner with a friend. I'm free at like 11. And then he never followed up. And then the next day was like, hey, what's good? And I was like, nothing. I'm back in L.A. And he was like, so quick. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm a yeah, you I, fucking I loser. And then he was like, well, you never texted me. And I said, well, I'm not chasing you. You know, like I'm horny, but like not that horny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're buying tickets to my shit. Yeah. You're the one who sought me out. You could you could just finish it. You could chase me. I don't know why these dudes want to chase you to a point. I don't see, like, I, that's so annoying. I can't even believe it. Me either. But guess what? We have to take a quick break. Okay. Netflix's new movie, Always Be My Maybe, was written by and stars the hilarious Ali Wong and fresh off the boats, Randall Park. They play childhood friends, Sasha and Marcus, that everyone assumed would wind up together, except for them. After having a falling out and not speaking for 15 years, Sasha, now a celebrity chef in Los Angeles, returns to her hometown of San Francisco to open up a new restaurant and runs into her old pal Marcus, a happily complacent musician still living at home and working for his dad. Yikes, I don't know about that one. Sasha still living with his dad? Maybe he's the one that got away for a reason. While the two of them are reluctant to reconnect, they soon discover old sparks, and maybe some new ones exist. Oh, sparks! Through twists and turns, ups and downs, a date with Keanu Reeves, um, yes, always be my maybe is a rom-com we can all get behind. Oh, what funny and sweet but not too sweet you'll fall in love with the film grab a box of tissues and get ready to laugh cry and maybe pee pee your pants a little bit watch always be my maybe on netflix now and select theaters this film is pg-13 so bring a teen (laughs) (laughs) oh boy isn't that wild to listen to someone do an ad read right in front of you (laughs) honestly i can't wait to watch that movie (laughs) i am obsessed with the netflix original rom-com honestly they're so good i watch all of them and i love them so much i not to bring up a different one but i watched the setup did you watch that one yeah it was so good yeah and i love all the fucking noah centennial ones is that his name i don't know he's so hot sometimes i wish my life was a rom-com yeah because In rom-coms where there's a fat lead, she gets to be goofy and fall down. And then guys go, wow, I love a clumsy fat bitch. (laughs) In my life, they're like, I'll just let her roll around. (laughs) I have never had a man help me up. Uh, And I fall fall down a lot. I don't think same. Yeah, I don't think so also. The last time I fell, I tripped and I went, oh, fuck you, to whatever I tripped over. And then tripped again and fucking like eight eight shit it was bad i had like six months ago i was on my phone which just makes it so mm-hmm. much worse because it's like oh it's my fault and i dripped and <laughs> both my knees were bleeding and a guy was filming it on his <laughs> phone that's how big of a fucking asshole oh. he was i hope that ends up on the internet somewhere the other day i was at the airport and 
I'll tell you, Delta, it's a real mess over there, okay? <laughs> I can't believe you're still flying Delta well, at this point. Here's the thing. I once flew American <laughs> from Pittsburgh or like Philly to LA. No television monitors. I said, what did you want me to do for fucking five hours? Stare at my seat? Oh my God. I was God. so angry. And then I flew a United flight. I can't remember where I was going, but I could literally see the sky. I was like, this is the oldest plate I've ever been on. So I continue, so back. I continue to fly Delta, <laughs> even though I found a piece of shit in my blanket. <laughs> also, I have like 900,000 miles with them. <laughs> oh my God. So that's so insane. I'm going to, I'm not going to spend any until I get to a million because I think that would be fun to just see a million miles. Oh my God. Also, I was misgendered on my flight, which is <laughs> a real wild thing. And now I understand why it's such a big deal for people because my name is Nicole Michelle and it says it on their like manifesto. And the flight attendant came over. I was wearing a hat. I didn't have any hair out. Uh, I was wearing all black and a very, like a bra that gave me no titties. Uh, and the flight attendant came over and she, she said, uh, sir, what would you like to drink? After she looked at my name and I looked up and I was like, uh, can I just have seltzer? And she said, oh my God, you're not a sir. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then she like freaked out. And I was like, it's 2019. Why are you calling people sir and ma'am? Just call them friend. Or, hey, you, what would you like? I don't know. It was weird. Can you imagine, like, what would you, if you did that to someone, like, what would you say after? I don't even know. Um, if Well, I don't do that. I don't really call anybody sir or ma'am unless you are truly presenting as, yeah. like, if you're in all pink with a bow on your head and long yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and you have titty, I don't, maybe I'll call you ma'am. I don't know. But usually I go, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Also, at one of my shows, I was just in Appleton, Wisconsin, one of the worst places I've ever been. Uh, Is that comedy on state? No, this was uh, Skyline Comedy, which is a great club. Everybody working there was really great. The manager, love it. The people who came, it was almost as if no one had had left their homes one day in their life. Everyone was wild. (laughs) Yeah. I might release the audio of one of my shows because it was fucking bananas. But during a meet and greet... uh, There was this girl who was wearing all pink. I believe she presented as a woman. Well, she said she was a lesbian, so yes. Uh, And then another girl in like a skater dress, like a little baby doll. And then another girl in pants. And I was like, you guys are dressed so differently. You're like the Spice Girls. And all three of them, they said, I don't know who the Spice Girls are. I was like, really? You You don't know who the Spice Girls are? I was like, I guess I'm showing my age. And then the one in pants goes, well, I was a man in the 90s. And I was like, okay. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I truly didn't know how to come back from that. And I said, oh, okay. And then I started singing Wannabe. And they were like, oh, yeah, we know that song. And I said, well, that's that's the Spice Girls. And I also (laughs) named the one in pants Sporty Spice. And I... I think she got offended, but I was like, oh, it's just because you're wearing pants. Yes, yeah. I, don't, I didn't mean anything other than your pants. I know. And then I named the other one Baby, and she's like, what'd you call me? And I was like, you're not a, a yeah. Spice Girl. <laughs> it's such a rewiring, because, like, I have a handful of friends that are uh, non-binary, mm-hmm. and saying they, saying they're and they, it's like, I, it sound, it's a lot to, th- I really have to be focusing yeah. the whole time. I just try to use names. Right. Instead of pronouns. Right. Uh, when I'm talking about somebody or talking to somebody or I just is it. Yeah. And I get why pronouns are important. I very much understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But it is like a rewire because when you say they, you're like, oh, I'm talking about a bunch of people. Right. As right. Exactly. To one plural, person. Right. But I'm like, I want to do what they want me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so have you had any good dates from... Uh, Tinder or anything? 
Uh, no, but I mean, like, they've been fine. They haven't been bad at all. But I haven't, like, met someone that I was um, just like, wow, you know? But mm -hmm. it's, like, good practice for me because this is the thing, like, getting out there and dating I've never really done. I've kind oh. of only dated, like— Someone who pursued me really intensely. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of naturally shy in that way. So it's like a big exercise for me. And like uh, there's always just a million dude com. I'm, those are the only people I'm around. Mm -hmm. So I'm not around regular dudes. It is hard to meet regular people doing what we do. Yeah. I In the last four or five days, I don't think I've interacted with the normal human being other than an audience person. Right. And that, yeah, it just, it feels, it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, you're on the road so much, Nicole. It's yeah. crazy. How many weekends on the road are you? I think I've been on the week or on the road almost every weekend since January. That is so wild. It is a little wild, but it's making me a stronger comic and yeah. my uh, crowd work has improved vastly. Yeah, I mean, I bet you're so good at crowd work. I mean, I it's just me destroying people. In Appleton, <laughs> Wisconsin... A girl named Krista raised her hand, and then I started talking to her and was slightly mean to her, so she cried. Well, she deserved it. Why are you raising your People, hand, Dorisha? You guys need to understand, It's a. it seems like because it's talking that it's interactive, but it's a monologue, yeah. unless you're spoken to. Thank you. Bitch. Okay, in the theme of the movie, Always Be My Maybe, we ask listeners to submit stories of the one that got away, and we're going to read some now. Okay, this person wants to be referred to as the honey badger. <laughs> what a funny, okay. <laughs> I met him when we were both teaching in China. I knew I would date him the night he got too drunk at a work event, and I followed him around cleaning up all the beer bottles he was breaking. Any sane person would run as far away as they could, but I did not. I said to myself, I want to date a destructive alcoholic, and ooh, baby, did I ever. I have described him before as bottled lightning, and I think that's a fair description. Blippity blop. One of my wildest memories is the night before he was leaving China. He had to go back to the U.S. to take care of his sick granny, which makes the story better. Anyway, we both got drunk and found our way to the roof of a shopping center. We shouldn't have been on, instead of being subtle, we were blasting music on our portable speaker. The Chinese mall cop started shining flashlights all over the place, and our drunk asses thought we could get away. We noticed an open window and climbed right in and found ourselves in some weird art gallery. We were hiding out there for a while and kind of forgot we weren't supposed to be there, so we started having sex on the table of the art gallery. Soon the Chinese police busted in and were recording us. Oh my God. So apparently we made an amateur porn that night. Not sure what they did with those videos. Maybe a Chinese cop is jacking off right now. Anyway, neither of us could speak much Mandarin. So, so as he was communicating with the cops through Google Translate on his phone, they took pity on him since he was going to take care of his granny. And all we had to do is apologize to the gallery owner for some reason wanted to smoke a cigarette with him. Truly, he is wild and such an intensive person. And loves just as intensely. Now he's teaching in Russia, probably hanging out with the Russian mafia. Who knows? Wow. What a wild story. So, like, they didn't get in trouble at all for breaking and no. entering. And I feel like China is a country that's, like, respect. And, like, that's important to them. Weren't there, like, basketball players who went to China and shoplifted and then, like, they didn't want to, like, let them back in the U.S.? Yeah. I don't believe this story. Is that mean? No, no, that's not mean. That's like, that's a lot of, uh, several, <laughs> several laws were broken yeah. to have received zero punishment. Right? And how, and how could they communicate that he was 
caring for his grandma. Dude, He's like, Google sorry, Translate. I was having sex in a building. I'm caring <laughs> for my grandma. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to excuse this public act of sex. My granny's dying and I'm going to go take care of her. That is the wildest. I don't have a story like that where I've broken and entered a place and had sex. I've only had sex in public three times, four times. Well, it was in bathrooms. Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. I lost my virginity in a bathroom. Wow. (laughs) Uh, And then it was a bathroom of a restaurant that I then got a job at later. I guess they liked my moves. Oh, actually, I've done that before. Had sex in a bathroom? Yeah. I think most people have. I thought I, I I thought I had it. It was during it was in the middle of the day. Really? Yeah. Wanna tell me about it? I mean, it was just with a boyfriend, pretty boring, but So okay. I've never had a boyfriend, so I don't know what what that conversation is before you have sex with your boyfriend in public. Oh, he was just like, wanna go in the bathroom? And I was like, okay. That was literally <laughs> it. <laughs> I always think conversations with the significant other are like more intense or like more thought out than I guess they are. Like whenever I ask somebody, I'm like, well, when, when, like I just got to talk to RuPaul uh, at DragCon. Oh my God, that's so cool. It was Do you feel like, do you feel like blessed? I do. Like, like talking to like a Pope or something? I do. Ru, I can't even explain it, but emits this energy that is contagious. Right. And you want to be in that orbit. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, so, like, the only other time I've really experienced that is, like, when I met Beyonce. Beyonce is a person who pulls you into her orbit. Right, right. And that was at the VMAs, and her bodyguards would go, everybody against the wall, don't look at her. And... Wait, they said don't look at yeah, her? Yeah, and that feels insane until she's right next to you. Because all you want to do is stare at her. And then at one point, I felt my arms reaching out to her. And I was like, no, oh, this yeah. is why they say hands against right, the wall. Right, right, right. Because, because it's just like you yes, want to. you want to be a part of it. Right. And it's this insane thing. But uh, I was talking to RuPaul. Uh-oh. I lost that train of thought. Oh, Rue was talking about love and uh, how Rue fell in love with their partner or her partner, his partner. I don't know Rue's pronouns. But uh, Rue said that they saw this person on the dance floor and knew in the moment that that was the person that they were going to love, even though they were friends for a very long time and then started to, you know, be romantic. And I was just like, that's so wild that very few words were spoken and Rue knew that it was love. Uh, and I feel like that's what like a lot of people say. They're like, you, when you know, you just know. Yeah, I like that. I like, I think like as I get older and like have relationships and stuff, like and mm-hmm. most people, I think they stop to, they stop thinking that way, but I'm trying to get back that way because mm-hmm. I think that's really nice. But I also, it's hard because when some of the choices I've made, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I need to bounce things off. Maybe some other people (laughs) before I make decisions. I'm bad with going with the flow when it comes to like romance. Like when a person is aggressively hitting on me, it almost turns me off because I've been the aggressor for so long. And I'm trying to learn that it's okay to have someone. Like receptivity. What? Receptivity. Oh, yes. Receptivity is a word. I'm kind of trying to, I'm actually trying to like 
cultivate that a little mm-hmm. bit too. Like, because it's not, it, it's kind of, you feel very open, like when people are, and especially for you, if people are kind of always mm-hmm. coming up to you and always coming at you, it's probably just overwhelming as like in general. A little bit. And then also sometimes I don't know what people want from me. Right. I don't of know course. if they actually want to date me, if they, I don't know. I never really know what anyone's intentions are. Right. Let's read another story. Okay. This is Nico. So my one that got away, we met at a DIY punk show when I was 19. He was 23. He was moving to Louisiana for grad school uh, later, but three months we, but in three months we had, we, okay, this is bad. Okay. We managed to have (laughs) three hotel sex dates while we were both living with our parents and a three-way with a good friend after a show at a punk house. Fast forward nine years, we G-chat every single day despite his woman of seven years discovering sex between him and another woman. I sent him an occasional nude out of the goodness of my heart, but recently I began to tell him if he wants it so bad he needs to pay up. So if he can support two people on one income, he can pay me for my nudes? Two weeks ago he makes an offer I would be willing to pay you. I immediately squicked out because despite what I say, I really care about him. This is... So what does squick to mean? This person has used squick twice. I really care for him, and he's been a huge emotional support for me despite my undercurrent of jealousy and hatred for his woman. I was so squicked out of the timing of his offer. This was two weeks ago. He's getting married tomorrow. Said he'll talk to me when he's back Wednesday. Oh, my God. Can you imagine marrying that motherfucker? Yeah, he seems like a bad a bad potato. He sounds horrible. Yeah, I mean... I think Nico, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to be giving you advice, but I think you got to cut this person out of your life. Like, they are dating somebody else. They're getting married to somebody else. He's sexting another person, and then you're sending him nudes, but then you want him to pay for them. I feel like you think asking him for money for your nudes is giving you control of the situation, but I don't think you'll ever be in control of this situation. This person seems bad, right? Yeah, and also, like, it is true what they say. Like, if they're cheating on someone else, they will cheat on you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Nico, this person's a bad potato. Okay, this is Sam. I fell head over heels in love with a guy that I had been friends with since childhood. We were very close, and we both had very obvious feelings for each other. When I was 17 and he was 18, he decided to convert to Mormonism and move to France to be a missionary. So, yeah, not great. (laughs) What a wild thing. I'm going to be a Mormon, and we have a whole Mormon community here in Utah, but he said, I got to go to France. (laughs) Are there Mormons in France? I didn't know there was a huge Mormon population in France. (laughs) Maybe he wanted a little bit more romance in his Mormon. Maybe. He was like, oh, chante, bonjour. (laughs) I want want a baguette. (laughs) I want the baguette. I want to say bonjour to my 10 wives. I don't know. Maybe that's not current Mormonism. Maybe they're only married to one person now. I don't know, but that's a wild story. I don't think there's anyone in my life where I was like, we both had strong feelings and then it went away. I've ruined anything where someone had strong feelings for me. (laughs) Why do you say you've ruined it? Well, there is this one guy. He did an episode of the podcast. I call him Dance Party EJ. And he, I think he liked me. And I think he said he liked me. And then um, we had been, like, texting or whatever. And then I went to his housewarming party, and I got very, very, very drunk, fell down his stairs, and peed on his floor. 
I was 19 at the time and just really, you know, uh, I had a lot of trauma. I was holding my heart and acted out by drinking too much. Um, but when I interviewed him on the podcast, he was just like, yeah, I liked you, but, or at least I think he said that, but he was like, I just knew after that day you were going to be too much that I was going to have to keep up with you being as funny as you were and as loud as you were and as, you know, full of life as you were. And I don't think I could have done that. And I was like, oh, all right. But then, you know, it bummed me out to hear. But then I thought about it further and was like, well, what a beautiful thing. Like, we could have dated and then he could have just been, you know, frustrated by how big of a personality I was and how little of a personality he didn't have. Well, that he, not that he doesn't have a personality, but he is a quieter person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that may have been very, not bad, but, like, just we could have wasted time trying to, like, make it work when it was never going to work. But I do consider him the one that got away. But now he's happy with another. Oh, really? Well, I do love that perspective, though. And it is interesting. I've actually been talking about this with a lot of my girlfriends Mm -hmm. um, about how, like, guys will be all comics, like, you know, uh, good comics and stuff. And how they say, like, guys are originally, like, originally attracted to them for, like, what they are and how Mm -hmm. big and powerful they are. But then that's what ends up being the problem at the mm-hmm. same time. I think it goes well the same way for men, too. Like, I think I, I know g- guy comics say the same thing, how they're like, yeah, originally they're like, comedy, how funny, how fun, and uh-huh. then you're, like, gone all the time, late nights, yeah. And they're like, I never see this person. Also, they do bits all the time. I don't know this person. You know, it's dating a comic, I think, is hard. But uh, I do think about my parents a lot because... My mother was a very, very big personality. She was a big woman. She was loud. She had a lot of people around her at all times. She loved entertaining. My dad would have been happy if not a single person ever came to our house or ever spoke to him <laughs> yeah. one day in his life. Mm-hmm. But like he liked that about my mom. And it never got in the way of things. He was never like, Bonnie, shut up. Yeah. He would always just be like, that's her. Yeah. Like, and I I don't know where I'm going to find somebody like that. I know. I know what you mean. And I've stopped. I've actually decided and made myself stop thinking about how or where. Mm-hmm. Because, and I bring this up a lot, but uh, on podcasts and stuff, but Greta just got engaged to like a normal person. Uh-huh. And they just work so well together. And mm-hmm. he like... He likes comedy, enjoys the world and stuff, but he has his own interests. He's mm-hmm. not, like, too into it, but he also doesn't hate it. He, like, lets her. He's lets her, but, like, he doesn't <laughs> care whatever she says. Uh-huh. Like, he's totally. I'm, like, that. it's. And lots of people have that. I just have uh, to just keep, like, enjoying my life, and I feel they'll appear. Yeah. I, I had my tarot cards read, and it was, like, stop trying to figure out how to get love and it'll come to you. And I was like, I'm not. And then it also it was like, stop resisting. And I was like, I'm not resisting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm legit resisting in the moment. But I truly feel like y- you got to do some things to have love come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree about that. I do. Like, I mean, I feel like there's certain things you can do, like, you know, trying to date that, like, tells the universe, like, okay, I'm open, mm-hmm. you know, but also... Somehow just, like, not care about the outcome. Honestly, at this point, I would love to just open up one of these dumb apps and have just the perfect person waiting there. But I know that's, like, everyone's hope and dream. 
Yeah, but it probably is there. It's probably <sighs> just time, don't you think? I guess. I don't know. Are you wanting to settle down right now? Um, I don't want to settle down per se right now. I would really like... I guess you have your life together. Yeah. You I, do have your life together. I've done an immense amount of therapy. Yeah, me too. And I'm really happy with who I am. Right. There's like a couple things I'm still working on. I really like my body. Yeah. Um, I like the work I'm doing. I like the comedy I'm doing. And I think I'm just ready for someone to compliment right. what I've worked on. Yeah. And I keep saying I don't want a dude or a woman who's like, who has dreams. I want them to be like living their dreams. But then I talked to Rue and Rue was like, the person who might be good for you might not be the criteria that you have. So now I'm like, oh, I guess I could date someone with a dream. But as long as they're, ugh, they have to be like working towards it. I cannot date someone who isn't doing the work, but like wants things. Because then I will get so frustrated with them and angry with them and start to resent them. And I already know that about myself. Well, I think that's super smart because then you don't get in that situation. You also don't put po some poor person through that. And also, like, I don't know about you, but I sometimes tend to date people who have the qualities that I wish I had in myself. Uh -huh. And that would be what that person is like maybe could be doing if they weren't the right person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I dated someone with qualities that I wanted or uh, that I was like envious of, it would be someone who was just like easy breezy. Yeah. I vacation every day. I don't need to work. Work will come to me. But that I think would drive me crazy because yeah. sometimes I'm like, why don't you just stop for a little bit? But then I get scared. About what happens if I just stop working. Right, right, right. Okay. So I was living in Italy working on a graduate degree and I was out to dinner with friends one night and our waiter was relentlessly hitting on me. My Italian wasn't as good as his English and his English was basically non-existent, but we flirted back and forth and through the course of the evening and when my friends were figuring out the check, I went outside to have a cigarette with him. We sat on a stoop in front of some old Italian nonsense probably a church or a convent, God help me, and started sucking face. At one point, he stopped and looked me dead in the eyes and said, I want to touch your boob, to which I responded, which one? I puzzled the crap out of the poor boy and ran away into the night yelling, sorry, over my shoulder. Oh, what that could have been. Thanks for reading. Thanks for the read. Love the pod. The one boob wonder. You should have stayed. Yeah, well, that doesn't seem like a huge mountain to <laughs> no. get over. Seems like, seems like a like... really small problem that <laughs> that would have been fine. Like, yeah. I think he would have figured it out. What dude would have been so scared off by that? He was just like, which one? Yeah. I have to make a choice? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm out of here. The left one, the right one. I got to get back to work. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. That seems crazy. Yeah. Why just stay? I thought men have, like, the problem of, like, they can't, they can't stop no matter what. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I... If I was like, I want to touch your balls, and a guy went, which one? I'd be like, the right one. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would I'd just improvise. choose one. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I didn't know I had to choose, but I I choose you. Curveball, but I'm just going to continue <laughs> on what I'm doing. I'm going to keep swinging? Uh, I don't. Okay. How wild. Okay. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to read this one. 
Um, hi, hello, Nicole. My name is Jordan from Reno. My story is about the one that got away. It's my ex-girlfriend. We're both huge fans of your podcast. This is kind of long, so I'm just going to paraphrase. We used to listen to your podcast on, on our dates and adventures, and things started to fall apart because I was obsessed with my phone and texting a friend that I was having issues with this girl. Um, I wasn't being open and honest, and I texted her while we were in the same apartment that we shared that I, that we were too different, and that was a cheap way of not fighting anymore and I was bad at communication and following the breakup I got back on Tinder looking for hookups and that was a stupid thing I did because uh, she saw it as not as me not caring for her he put her name in and I'm not going to read it that seems a little too much um and then we both started hooking up with other people and I messaged her constantly about how much I missed her because that's how I feel and she had no reason to believe me but it's the god honest truth she blocked me on everything and I just want her to know that I'm more willing and able to care for her and respect her and my and honestly uh my communication battles levels are better than they were and she wants to be independent from me I understand it you don't understand it because she has said that she wants to be that she doesn't want to communicate with you you keep reaching out you wrote into a podcast reaching out to her (laughs) yeah and okay, so this is P.S. I always told her loving her was easy and I didn't even understand what that meant or if that's what she wanted. She really just wanted me to respect her and all that entails. I do love her deeply. Uh, but now I'd like the chance to prove that I can respect her truly as the phenomenal woman she is. Jordan, I'm conflicted because if she's blocked you and she doesn't want to speak to you, that means she has moved on from you. Or is trying to move on for you. Like, you block your exes so you don't have to see them anymore because you're trying to move on and Mm -hmm. detach yourself. So I think that's what she's trying to do. And uh, I almost think you have to respect that. But if you dated Jordan and you believe that he'd be better at communication, you're listening to this, and if you want to reach out to him, I don't think there's any shame in doing that because, you know, you're making a choice. But then, I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like... Me personally, if I said no to someone and I didn't want to date them anymore and I was trying to move on and then I listened to a podcast and I heard my story yeah, and this person's still trying to reach out to me, I think that would turn me off a little bit. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I was like in a place where I was like, you know what, maybe I will give them a chance and I heard it on a podcast, I'd be like, oh, this is like their Hail Mary. This is them trying this is the last thing that they're going to try to do for me I'll do it yeah that uh I mean who can say mm-hmm. uh, in my experience and I do have a lot of experience in this particular <laughs> story uh-huh. um I almost I'm still glad I got back together with my ex-boyfriend after so many years because mm-hmm. I, I got a lot out of it and whatever but I almost think 99% of the time when people break up, it's for a reason. And that mm-hmm. when you get back together, it doesn't work. But there are stories, and maybe you could be the one. I think you probably hurt her a lot, and she's trying to move on. Like, the the whole thing, I th- it's with all people, but I know a lot of women I know feel about men. is mm-hmm. You can say a lot of shit, but it's what you do that is what— you know, makes or breaks things. Yeah. Actions speak way louder than words. Yeah. So if you're fucking all these people and then being like, hey, I miss you even, but I'm going to go fuck tonight. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are conflicting messages. Yeah. Jordan, I don't know. I really want the best for you, Jordan. And if you do get back together, 
because of this, good on me. <laughs> yes. But also, take what you say to heart. And if you say you're going to be better at communication, you better fucking have changed. Yeah. You better be better at communication. Don't waste this woman's time. Right. Don't, don't do that. That's, there's nothing worse than, like, listening to someone talk about years they wasted on somebody. Yeah. Who, like, wasn't good to them, didn't treat them right, and they just kept forgiving them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Totally. I, <laughs> it bums me the <laughs> fuck out. It really does. That being said, if you did change and you are a good person and she doesn't get back together with you, then, you know, yeah, that sucks. But you'll be that much better off for the next woman that you date. Yes. And also take if you don't get back together, you can take every lesson that you learned, all the things you've done to change. And you could put that into your new relationship. And then maybe that will be the relationship that's like your end all be all. Right. Blair, I love that we're on the same. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. I've been single for 23 out of 23 years. <laughs> I matched with a guy on Tinder. He was super hot and wearing a Miller Lite t-shirt. And I thought, wow, that's the guy for me. Oh, no. To be 23? Oh, boy. To be 23 again. <laughs> he suggested we go out to a local dive bar. And then he didn't text me until 10 p.m. And my dumb ass was like, well, I already have makeup on. And I don't want to waste that. And if this is the only chance I get to be with this guy, just say yes. He said I had to come pick him up because his truck was in the shop. Oh, boy. I picked him up and he was definitely drunk and his truck was definitely in the driveway. We went to the bar where I accidentally paid for both of our drinks instead of just mine. This upset him greatly. He pouted and said, I'm supposed to pay for that. Anyway, we had tons of chemistry. And he was super cute and funny. I noticed no red flags, LOL. Girl, this whole date is a red flag. (laughs) Everything about this is a red flag. Down to the Miller Lite shirt. He got very drunk. Well, he was already drunk. And said on the way home, he harumphed, so you coming to my place or what? I said, no. Then I heard snoring. He passed out in my my car. I got to his place and yelled at him and shook him, and he would not wake up. I thought, okay, I guess I'll wait. Not even joking. I waited for two hours. Outside of his house, I pinched him, plugged his (gasps) nose, turned the heat on. He would not wake up. Oh, my God. Is this man dead? So (laughs) I got so annoyed that I opened up his door and let him fall right out of my car. And I walked him to his... I walked him to his door. Didn't get a good night kiss. You wanted a good... Oh, my God. <laughs> you wanted to away. kiss a corpse? <laughs> As I drove away, I noticed he had left the door open and was kind of just stooping over his dryer. His dryer was outside. So, <laughs> so after this date, I was like, wow, this guy's a mess. And I love it. And we texted back and forth for a few days. And then he ghosted me. Oh. Oh. It took a year of him watching all my snap stories before I blocked him. Now it's been a year and a half, and you better believe I still go to that bar way too much, and I look for him every time. Anyway, I hope this made someone giggle. I'm still single, and mostly I just use dating as a way to entertain my friends with bad date stories. This this guy was the one that got away, but maybe it's a good thing. Maybe, honey. Absolutely. Oh. But also, I've had experiences like that where I was like, This man disrespected me. He pushed me out of the way to like (laughs) grab a penny on the floor and he called me a dumpster and I was like, but I'd go out with him again. I, I get being 23 and being like, I don't know, but this could work out. Oh my God. You poor thing. You know what? You can tell, you can entertain your friends with good dating stories also. I'm sure they'd be just as thrilled and giggle just as much 
if you know you were having a great time and maybe <laughs> banging some <laughs> lovely man. Yeah, a lovely man who treats you right. I cannot believe you still went out with this dude after he said, my truck is in the shop and it was just in his driveway. He got into your car drunk, got even drunker, demanded you go to his house, passes out. You push him out. You wait for two hours until you push him. Girl, you wait 30 seconds and you push this motherfucker out of your car. And then you don't help him to his door. You leave him in his fucking driveway so you can wake up and be like, wow, I was bad. Mm-hmm. He probably woke up and was like, I did good. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. What a story. <laughs> I mean, I did tee but I also just feel for you. Me too. I'm also worried about you and I care about you. Yes, I worry too. And I just like want to give you a hug and be like, you are worth so much more <laughs> than too. this. Me too. Why don't you fuck a hot, rich dude who loves his mom? Yes. Who loves... (laughs) Who loves his mom? Let's read another one. Okay. When I was 21, I had just gone through my first ever breakup. I had dated someone for less than six months when he called it off. It crushed me. For about four months after the breakup, I was still very sad over the whole ordeal. I met Palmolive Guy at a bar trivia night, and we started hooking up. Now, Palmolive guy, I don't know why you're calling this man dish Is he like an heiress? I don't know. But he was a bit older than me, maybe 24, I think, and an all-around supremely nice guy. However, he did have some quirks. For one, he didn't own hand soap or body wash of any kind. Oh, this is why. Dude literally used Palmolive dish soap, tough on grease, soft on hands for everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. talking to clean his body, to clean his dishes, to clean his drunk. (laughs) Literally all of it. He also used to try to make me a specialty breakfast, which was really just Rice Krispies and Greek yogurt mashed together. Ah! (laughs) Apparently, I thought this was revolutionary enough, and I told my then roommate about how much I loved it with zero irony. We're still friends, and she reminds me of how easy (laughs) it used to be for men to impress me. Not anymore. (laughs) Speaking of friends, I almost famously once compared the size of Palmolive Guy's penis to the circumference of a sewer drain. Ooh, good Lord, that's too big. I've seen a lot of penises since then. I can confirm that the comparison was not false. Fun, relevant fact. My other friend once found Palmolive Guy on OkCupid after we parted ways, and his username was Dr. PhD. Accurate acronym. Seriously. Oh, Oh, Mr. Palmolive (laughs) Huge Dick. Pretty huge dick. Oh, pretty huge dick. Oh, I thought it was Palmolive Huge Dick. Maybe maybe it is. Pretty huge dick is probably more accurate. I don't know. Uh, okay, but honestly, as much as I wish this man had owned an actual bottle of shampoo, he was seriously so kind and loving, and not to get too real, but because of a deep-rooted abandonment issues that started in my childhood, I have a hard time feeling loved by men. I've been single for a while. I've gone through a few bad breakups since my early 20s. My heart always feels like it's bruised. I'd be lying if I sometimes didn't long for Palmolive Guy in his thrifty ways. I thought I'd reach out to him, but he's now dating a beautiful neuroscientist. Oh my god. Anyway, thank you for reading. Oh, honestly, I do like this story. I do, too. He sounds great. He sounds like an idiot that I would love. Yeah, even though they use palm olive to, like, get oil spills off <laughs> birds. Um, but <laughs> but also, sounded nice, though. I feel like smart people do shit like that, like how, like, Steve Jobs just wore the same thing. Like, a lot of smart people wear uniforms because right. they don't have to think about sure. fashion. But I was like, maybe he was, like, tough on grease, soft on hands. I could use this on my whole body. <laughs> Who fucking cares? It's it's whatever. I'll make this girl a Rice Krispie blob. <laughs> he was probably like, you know, sweet, sweet and 
and yogurt? I don't know. What a wild thing to make for somebody and then be like, it's good, right? <laughs> In uh, his own sweet way. I love that. That story, I think, is really sweet. And I wouldn't worry too much about being single because this is what I tell myself, that like somebody is out there and somebody will love you and everything is A-okay. That's, yeah, I and like also that. I do think that every person has abandonment issues, like real abandonment issues. Oh, yeah. And it's like something every person has to work through, and, and sometimes you don't realize it till—you you sound like you realize it pretty young. You're only 23 mm-hmm. or 24, which is pretty good. Like, if you take care of those things, I think you're going to be in a good uh, position to meet another Palm Olive PhD. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Oblair, I would like you to go through my Tinder, please. I haven't changed it in a hot second. I need to change it again, but uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go through it. Okay, cool. Oh, this is such a cute picture. Thank you. Tell them what you see, because a podcast is not a visual medium. You're right. Thank you for the reminder. No problem. Okay, Nicole is doing a gorgeous splits on the ground, which is Thank so you. impressive. I Thank can't you. do splits. Shows her flexibility. Also, yes. that she's spontaneous and fun. She's got great makeup and cute outfit going on. Okay, so the profile says, definitely a thought. The happiest out there. I like that. Um, I guess you could call me a BBW bored but wild. <laughs> I love it. Also, I just watched a Minion movie, so let's talk about it. Gosh, see, this is good. Thank you. Nobody has asked me about the Minion movie. <laughs> but I feel like you give three, like, funny things, but also express who you are. Uh, did someone you. help you write this, or did you no, just choose it? I wrote it? it. And how many pictures do you have? Swipe. Oh, my God. These are all such good pictures. I think I need better pictures. Tell them what you see. All right. Again, um, a lot of cute outfits. A lot where uh, Nicole is doing a full squat. (sighs) She shows her flexibility in a lot of these pictures. Just trying to let them know I can squat on the dick. Multiple outfits and hairstyles. All looking great. Um, A lot bending over. (laughs) Gotta show that ass. Showing her cute dog. Another uh, butt pick. I think it's a perfect assortment with Thank a lot of different you. looks. Blair, can I see your Tinder? Yeah. You know what? This is about my Tinder. What's funny? So when I first got on it, because I said I was never going to do apps, Mm -hmm. I was like, I should just write like what I actually like or what I'm looking for. (laughs) And I was getting and I was like, and I'm going to also put like mid-level pictures. So I'm not like overselling anything. (laughs) And clearly I'd never done the apps. Okay. Um, And then I was like, you know, I'm not really like getting that much feedback. Uh My guy friend, he's like, let me see that. Redid my profile Made my words way dumber and my pictures the sluttiest pictures. Ah! Ooh, okay. So this first picture of Blair, her hair is curled. It looks good. She's looking to nothing. She got the belly out. She had a tight kind of shirt to let you know she got titties. Ooh, and then this is this is a Kim New Money picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, our friend Kim New Money is a photographer. Go Incredible to her Instagram page. It's really great. Um, so this is Blair in a striped shirt and some jeans, looking very tough with her legs open. <laughs> Woo! Then we got Blair in a black turtleneck against a black background with bright blonde hair, red lips, saying, "Ooh, baby, come to me." Uh oh. Then you have a picture of you looking great with a dude. <laughs> 
You can't do that. Really? No, because then they're going to go, who's this man? Is this a couple? Oh, maybe I should take that one off. You should. Okay, it's Andrew Collin. You can't do that. Okay. I was like, I just need some non-professional photos on there. Your profile says, I've never had water before. (laughs) What's it like? (laughs) So many people write me about that fucking thing. It's very funny. What has been a response for someone reading that you've never had water. You're like, let me show you, or I'll tell you what it's like, or something. Or I go, uh, they're like, still not have water? I'm like, I tried it. It's good. (laughs) If I saw that and I was into you, I'd be like, I've never really uh, tasted oxygen before. What's that like? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you do that? Like, just, I don't know, to match it with, like, because you need water and obviously you've had water. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It honestly makes it, like, they show their personality. Uh I would never have ever (laughs) thought to write that in my life. (laughs) But so many more people respond than, like, whatever I had before. That's so funny. Actually, maybe I'd be like, have you ever had Kool-Aid in water? (laughs) It really makes it sweet. (laughs) That's nice. When I was younger, I would only really drink Kool-Aid water, which is disgusting. I, you know what's crazy is because, like, I didn't really grow up on that stuff. But, like, now when I have a full sugar beverage, mm-hmm. it tastes, it tastes like crack to me. Yeah. Like a, just a regular lemonade uh-huh. or, like, a regular Coke. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is a perfect—this couldn't be improved. <laughs> I can't drink a regular Coke anymore. I have it, like, three times a year. And every single time I'm like, this is incredible. I had a full-blown Sprite the other day and was fucking floored. Every time I go to UCB, I have a Sprite. I look forward to it the whole day because they always have them in their mini fridges. Mm-hmm. That's very fun. It's like a UCB treat. Okay. Hey, Blair, would you date me? Yeah, I would date you. <gasps> you would? Why? Yeah. Uh, I like so many things about you. Oh, Blair. Yeah. Okay, you're really smart. You're really fun. You're really compassionate. You're really wild and spontaneous. You're creative. You have really fun hair and makeup and outfits and sunglasses. Um, Yeah, you're really fun to hang out with, and you'd be a great person to date. Blair, thank you. Yeah. I would date you as well. Oh, my God, thank you. I think you're all of those same things. I think you're fun, smart, creative, really funny. Your stand-up is so funny. Thank you. Because you do have a squeaky voice. You know that. (laughs) And when you do stand-up, you do this, like, kind of squeak yell that I find so funny <laughs> that like sometimes I'm the asshole laughing at your setup because I just like the way you've said it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's That's so, so nice. It's such a treat. Thank you. Blair, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, Yeah, just my Twitter and Instagram is at Blair Saki, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I. And I post all my shows there. I'm going on tour with Ron Funches. Ooh, fun. Um, for four months starting in June. So you can check ronbunches.com. Four months? Is for it all the dates. Weekends, weekdays, a little bit of both? Uh, mostly weekends of some weekdays that are like near the weekends. Uh-huh. But yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So go to Blair's website. You said your website? Oh, BlairSaki.com. But I mostly post it on Instagram and Twitter. So go to her Instagram and Twitter if you want to see her live with Ron Funches. Also, this special episode was brought to you by Netflix's new movie, Always Be My Maybe. So you can watch that now on just this very small streaming service called Netflix. Just kidding, it's huge. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. 
This has been a Team Coco production.